A great morning out there once again. Welcome to another beautiful, glorious day. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips Akintola on the Potter's Gate online broadcast. This is a platform where the Spirit of God is speaking to His church, where the Lord is leading us in the reformation and the transformation of the Ecclesia. If you're joining us this morning, you are welcome. I want to believe God this morning once again that we are going to continue to press into the heart of God, into the mind of God. We believe in God to lead us further into his word, into his counsel for this brand new day. The spirit of the living God is speaking to us expressly. We are coming into a better understanding of the intentions of God for our day. We are coming into a better position of clarity regarding the voice of God for this new day. God is speaking to us. He's leading us. He's showing us the path into his righteousness. We're tracking the way of how to live our life again in the ambience of heaven's good pleasure. We want to locate the very reason, the very essence of our existence, particularly in times like this. In days like this where there are all kinds of narratives, all kinds of challenges, and all kinds of belief systems and values that have pervaded you know, the church and the body of Christ. But we believe in God that as the Lord continues to help us to rediscover his intention and his counsels and will that we will find the heart to align ourselves, the desire to live in accordance to his good pleasure. Thank you so very much, my dear sister Tina. Thank you for connecting with me this morning. I want to believe God that as we continue to press into the heart of God for this brand new day, we'll continue to hear, we'll continue to flow, we'll continue, amen, to walk in that path, in that narrow path that will lead us even to the broad path. So join me this morning once again as we continue to seek the heart of the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for another brand new day like this. <clears throat> thank you for your spirit that is speaking expressly to us. Thank you, Father, for your counsel that has been unveiled to us in a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, that the veil is removed. We are gaining access into, yes, the holies of holies again. We are having an insight and understanding into what you have ordained and desire for our day, for our time. Thank you. We appreciate what you did in the past. We celebrate those who have gone ahead of us. We celebrate the path that they've left for us. We, we celebrate, oh God, yes, the track that they have left for us. But this day, Father, we carry, yes, oh God, that touch. We carry that touch and we enter into, yes, the day of our own representation, the day where we must, yes, speak on behalf of that which you desire to do even in our time. Yes, everyone will go in a Accordance to their own strength. This is our own day. It's our own strength. And we align our heart. We connect with your voice for this brand new day. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom and the experience of the past. And we will never forget them as we use them, Lord, to build and to continually, yes, align ourselves in terms of that which your spirit is showing us. Father, we thank you that we are able to understand the clarity of the day. Thank you that we are able to see what your spirit is pointing to that we are not confused no we do not see men walking like trees we have clarity of sight we thank you well, understanding is our portion we thank you for wisdom we honor you we glorify you for where you are leading us into we will serve you as David served his generation we will serve you thank you in this brand new day that you are once again restoring the tabernacle of David father we proclaim that we have become indeed that tabernacle we have become 
become that place, yes, of unity, of unism, of oneness, that place of divine connectivity, that place of communion, of kononia. We have come to the place of the ascent. We have come to the place, yes, where our life can become indeed an enfoldment, an expression of your will on earth. Indeed, we pray corporately this morning. May your kingdom come into our lives. May your kingdom come into our space. May your kingdom come into our soul, our faculty. May your kingdom come into every dimension, yes, of our representation. May your kingdom come, Lord, into, yes, Lord, every area of our life. May your kingdom come into our homes, into our marriage, into our business, into our career. May your kingdom, oh God, find inroad, find expression. May your kingdom is what we desire this morning. Your kingdom, because when your kingdom comes, every other kingdom cannot but to give way. Every other idea, every other ideology cannot but to give way. So we pray this morning, may your kingdom come. May your will be done. Father, we retrace, we retract, we discover, we rediscover the Asian part. The part, oh God, that has been left for us to locate. We thank you this morning, oh God, that your spirit will continue to lead us until we get to that perfect day. We come in, Lord, to that perfect day where, yes, the brightness of the morning star, yes, Father, becomes our inheritance. We thank you. We glorify your holy name. Nothing can stop what you have begun, yes, in us. You who have begun this good work in us, you are able you are never disabled you who have built yes this order you who have laid the foundation of this house you say tell Zerubbabel that his hand has laid the foundation of this house he will finish it we thank you oh God that Lord as you continually speak to us in terms of your intention for this brand new day father we declare that we are clothed oh God yes father with the priestly order yes that is what we are seeking for we want to know the priestly order of this brand new day as you clothe us as you reclothe us as you undress us, O oh God, from shame, as you remove the turban, O oh God, of yesterday, and begin to clothe us, and begin to empower us, and begin to endow us, O oh God. Indeed, we declare that we will function and minister before this altar. You will be glorified. We will saturate the atmosphere, O oh God, with the smoke of your offering. Once again, O oh God, in the night of a thousand bulls, <laughs> Solomon, in the dedication of the temple. He killed a thousand bulls one night. Handarabu. <clears throat> the scripture said that when David began to return the ark of God after they made the first mistake, where, where you know, the, the, the priest lost his life. And the next time they began to bring the ark, they said at every, at every yard that is taken, every step that is taken, David killed an offering. Halabash yanda. Oh God. Lebeyando Bakaboshi Briada. David offered, he offered an offering. And ev at every yard the, the priest take, every step they take, a sacrifice is made. He was awoken to the sacredness of the day. Father, we pray. May these things not just be words to us. May they not just be things that we hear that gets us excited and then we forget as we engage the day help us oh god like mary the bible says she kept those things in her heart 
Help us, O oh God, to keep these things dear in our heart, not to forget. Because when we forget, we commit the sin of omission. When we forget, we commit the sin of omission. Father, we pray, O oh God, that as you continue to speak to us regarding the nature of this brand new day, as you continue to unveil to us, O oh God, your values, your desire, yes, how you want us to live life, the protocols of standing and ministering and carrying forth your desire and intention. We pray, O oh God, that we will not miss, O oh God. We will not, O oh God, outrun. We will not, O oh God, yes, Father, run ahead without having an understanding. We pray that we will remember. We will remember. May this day become a memorial unto us. May we remember, O oh God. May we remember your ways, your will, your counsel. May we remember your desire. May I not forget, O oh God. Because when we forget, we sin. When we forget, we go into the flesh. When we forget, we go into error. Help us, O oh God, to cherish these things. These things that you're saying. These things that you're revealing. When Moses finished speaking the word of the Lord to, his, to the people of Israel, he said, make sure you keep these things. Keep these words. Jealously get this word. <laughs> he said, because they are your life. He said, the word is your life. The word is your life. Keep them. May we keep these things, O oh God. May we not hear them with one ears. And then it passes through the other ears. And then we forget Help us to track your heart, your mind, your voice, your desire. We want to be a different order of people in the earth. We are not them. They are not us. We understand, oh God, what is at stake here. We understand what you're looking for. We understand what you're demanding. We understand, yes, the place and the importance, yes, of, of our life in this movement, oh God. We understand, oh God, we are not looking at someone else. We are not looking at some God knows who is going to do it. We are the one that you have found, oh God. And we offer ourselves this morning, oh God, that if you can use any anything use us use us to be the example use us to be the one oh god that would jealously draw men back to you use our life oh god as an attraction as a magnet oh god to bring people back into the kingdom use me use this platform oh god use this thing men calls nothing use this thing men do not see as a ministry use it to bring people into your kingdom once again oh god the foolish things are the things you use to, to dumbfound the wise, to confound the wise. Use us, oh God. Use us. Use us. But we know you will not use filthy things. We know you are not going to use disconnected things. We know you are not going to use dysfunctional things. And therefore, you will take what is dysfunctional and you will walk on it. You will refine it. You will build it. You will walk on it. You will reshape it until, yes, you finally see the gem and the treasure that you want. And then you display it, oh God. May our life this day, oh God, become a display of your glory. May we become, oh God, the very reality of a people, of a priesthood that you're looking for. Ah, your glory has left the building. Your glory has left the building. You're looking for walking temples. You're looking for men and women, oh God, whose life can carry the essence of your glory. Father, use us. I present myself and these ones that are followed. Use us for your glory. It is your glory that the world needs to see. It is your glory. When they saw your glory, 
on Mount Carmel. Your word declares that the people bowed the knees. They fell down and worshipped the God of Elijah. God of Elijah. Where is the God of Elijah? God, my heart yearns for you. My heart pants for you. As the deer pants for the water. My soul pants for you, O oh God. It's you that I seek for that you may use me to speak forth, O oh God. Your heart and your mind. The world this day needs your voice. They need to know what's going on in the world. America needs to hear. Yes, our world needs to know. Yes, my country, Nigeria, is desperately in need of a voice, of a true prophetic voice. The nation is, is, at, the, as, is at the brim of breaking up into several parts. Here in South Africa, things are happening. All kinds of, we are hearing all kinds of rumors of war brewing, oh God. But we need a voice. If there is ever a time the nation needs a prophetic voice, it's now. We pray, use us. May our words not just become any other words. Our words is not in the color we wear. Our words is not in the chain. It's not in the ring. It's not in the cap. Our words, oh God, the authority that you're restoring. It's not, oh God, in the cloak. It's not in the staff. Our words, oh God, is in the bowels of our heart that you have walked in, oh God. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart comes into unity and harmony, oh God. That the things that go forth from this place, oh God, will be words that will change the atmospheres that governs the lives of men. That the words that go forth out of this auspice will become words, oh God, of life, oh God. Use us to become life giver to a nation that is breaking up, to a nation that is in need, to a nation, to a people crying, oh God. Once again... People are looking for the next savior who will lead them in the political God knows what. But we need more than politicians. We need more than technocrats. We need men of God. We need women of God again. They are the pathfinders. They are the ones that can change the course of time. In every generation, a king have always bowed before the voice of a prophet. My father, my father, and the chariots of Israel... We pray, use us. May we become the prophets of our day. Prophets that will not lie to the people. That will not rip your bride. Prophets that will not abuse your people. Prophets that will not collect bribe. But prophets that will speak the mind of the Lord. Use us. This is what we seek for. Use us. Use us. Bring us to the place where our words become life. Spirit and life. Jesus, you said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit spirit and they carry life we need you lord we need you lord more than yesterday we need you lord i need you nothing can satisfy me nothing nothing not ministry can satisfy me not a revelation can satisfy me i need you i need you lord I need you more than yesterday. I need you more than life, oh God. I need you more than the bread that I breathe. I need you more than the food that I eat. I need you more than the water that I drink. I need you more than the cloth that covers my nakedness. I need you, Lord. I need you. I need you, oh God. 
If I stop needing you, I start dying. There is nothing this world can give to us. There is nothing religion can offer to us. There is nothing the wisdom of man can offer. We've seen the end of man. We've seen the end of man. We've seen it. Why going back to what has become a carcass? A dry bone. Why going back to what has not worked in the past? Isn't it time we make a U-turn and return back to him? Who is the giver of life? Isn't it time we return back to him? Isn't it time we begin to pursue him? Though he slay me, I'm still coming. Though he rejects me, I'm still coming. Though he may refuse me now, but I'm coming. I'm not going to turn back. That is the church of roots. No matter what you say to her, go back. No, no. I don't care what is before me. I'm coming. It's time. To make up our mind, it's time to turn. It's time to seek him. It's time to seek the Lord while he is there. While this day has been given to us as an opportunity to hear his voice again, friends. Heaven is looking for a people, a remnant. Heaven is looking for a remnant, a generation of people that have laid down their life. Heaven is looking for a people that have become an offering on the altar. Because when we build the altar, we need an offering. Oh, Spirit of God. Spirit of the Lord. Jesus, my Father. My Father is God. Oh. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you more than yesterday. Fill this one, so God whose heart are coming, searching daily, O oh God. Whatever is bringing them back to this platform, O oh God, I pray this morning, O oh God, fill them anew, fill them afresh. Whatever is bringing them back, O oh God, to hear this crazy prophet, Lord, infuse your life. Infuse. Remove the old fuse, the dead fuse. Put new fuse into their spirit, O oh God, that their light bulbs may up again in the name of Jesus. Labahai, 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 Laha, Scovrendi Giende, Zaam Provenon, Kekelin de la Moshabalando. Whatever is bringing you back again and again to this platform. Let there be a quantum leap this morning. Let there be a pushing forward. Let there be a feeling. Every quest in your heart for God. Let there be a feeling. Jesus said, fill the water pot. May your water pot, may your vessel this day, O God. May your vessel this day be filled. May God continue to fill. That emptiness, 
He's brought us to a day of dryness. But to as many who are willing to hear his voice, who go yonder to fetch water. That the miracle may take place. But this is not the day of miracle yet. It's the day of the feeling. It's a day of the feeling. Every dryness, every emptiness, in the name of Jesus, nothing else will fill it. It's God. No. Nothing else. Nothing else will fill it. It's God. Every aspect of your being, every aspect, let, the, let God start filling those areas right now in the name of Jesus. Let the glory of God, let the presence of God start filling those areas of your life, those dry areas of your life, those dimensions that you're seeking other things to fill. Let God start filling those things right now. Only Him can satisfy. He is the one that satisfies. He satisfy your soul. Let him satisfy you this morning. Let him satisfy you this morning. Be filled with God. Be full of God. Be full of his ways. Be full of his wisdom. Be full of his truth. Be full of his love. Be full of his mercy. Receive this morning an infilling. Receive an infilling of God. When you get, when you start getting, when you start getting, being filled of God, I'll tell you what will begin to happen. You will start having joy unspeakable, full of glory. When you are full of God, joy becomes the manifestations of your life. People will be wondering, why are you so, why are you so happy? Why are you glowing? What, what happened to you? You cannot explain it because you're full of God. You know, yesterday I was, I was saying to myself, I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. Suddenly I realized God filled me. He filled me. He filled me. I've been dry for the past few days. But he filled me yesterday. I just felt him. I just felt. I, just, I said, wow. Normally when I'm done, you know, I feel so exhausted. It's like I can go another and, and another mile. I say, God, what's going on? And you know, I've been, I've, been, I've been down for a while. I've been sick. Nobody knows. I didn't tell nobody. I just felt a feeling. In fact, I've been on medication. I just felt a feeling. I said, God, you filled me. He said, yes, I'm there with you. I've never left you. Karabosianda. I've never left you. <laughs> you thought I left you. No. I'm always there. So even when you don't think he's there. When you don't feel him. He's there. Receive a feeling of his presence this morning. When you're full of him. When you're full of him. Arribaba, the river will flow out of you. When you're full of him. When you're filled with him. His wisdom will flow out of you. His grace will flow out of you. His life will flow out of you. What we are seeking for in this new day is that we become a vessel for him. That we become a vessel for him. That we become an instrument for him. As he turns his face away from the old and begins to look forward to a new day. We say, Lord, we present ourselves to you to become that instrument that you can use for the new day.
fill us. Either that we've been filled with all kinds of things. A generation is looking for people who are carriers of God, who are filled with God. To the degree you're full of him is to the degree you will manifest him. I'm not seeking for, I'm not seeking for revelation. <laughs> I'm only seeking to be filled by him. He is the revelation. He is the life. He is the light. He is the truth. He is the way. Those who are seeking, seeking for money, money cannot fulfill you. Money cannot fill you. Money can buy things, but money cannot fill you, cannot fulfill you. <laughs> you see, you want to be fulfilled, you need God in your life. <laughs> ministry cannot fill us. I discovered that years, years ago. I discovered ministry cannot fulfill a man. Mm, no. Because I, I was successful in ministry, but yet I was, as, I was as dry as dryness. I was as empty as emptiness. Yet I, people were inviting me all over the place. But in me, I was crushed. And so I threw away what men call ministry. I began to search for God. I want God. I want him. Nothing else will satisfy me. I want God in my life. I need God. You see? I'm not here for sure. All of this is, I'm not, I'm not here for sure. Some people think this guy, no, no, I'm not, I, I, I care less. I bother less about what people think about me. I, I, you see, the Bible says in the upper room, the fire fell on them. When the fire falls on you, you don't announce yourself. Even if you go hiding, they will come look for you. You see, until we touch this dimension and not stop in just some knowledge we have and we assume that we have God. The kind of people that will address the complex realities of the days we live in will not be people who are just going around boasting with revelation, boasting with some little truth they have some here, boasting with one big church and big ministry they build, boasting with some big you know business they build, boasting with no 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 no. We, the world have seen all of that. Ah, either to we've got to unveil God to the nations. Salabashayada. The world have seen the best of churches. The world have seen the best of ministers, preachers. The world have seen the best of prophets. The world have seen the best of apostles. The world have seen the best of successful businessmen and women. Ah, but the world are yet to see carriers of God. When we carry God, when our life finally becomes his habitation, I don't need to tell you what's going to begin to happen. Friends, I don't need to tell you what will begin to happen in your community. Imagine you are a carrier. You carry the life of God. You carry. You... Just imagine what will happen. <laughs> Jesus did not need to go look for ministry. Ministry was coming to him. He was just going about his father's business. Just, you know, he was in a house. They heard he was there. Some crazy guys carried their friend. Broke the roof of the house. Dumped their friends there. Dumped, dumped their friend there. They say, you, 
this day is your day of healing. These guys were so sh they they knew that when they take that man there, he is healed. I God help me. Nobody needs to perform anything. These guys, these were unbelievers. They knew. They were not afraid. They broke the protocol. The house was not theirs. They broke the roof of somebody's house. Because there was no room to get. That is how tight. When you are full of God. When you are a carrier of God. Nations will be looking for you. The government will be looking for you. Everybody will be looking for you. Because you carry something. That they don't have. What do you carry? What do you have? What are you seeking for? When you carry God, you will defy the laws of man. You will defy the laws of nature. You will walk through walls. You will walk on water. You will feed a nation with 12 loaves of bread. When you carry God, your life becomes an example of righteousness. You see, friends, we're not seeking God for miracle. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying those, those will become the after result, the aftermath. He said, he said, miracle is the children's bread. Think about it. When you are a carrier of God, you don't need a ministry. You become a ministry. Because everywhere you go, whatever you're doing, whatever field of life is called you, you will shine light there. I told you a testimony. Years ago, I was in Johannesburg. I was still living with my friend, Pastor Aaron, an Indian brother. Just not too long, I came to South Africa. That morning, I had prayed up. I had prayed my life out. I was going to, you know, uh, uh, um, to the Home Affairs. That's when I was still processing my, my, my paper. The taxi was jam-packed that day. So I was able to squeeze my way between two ladies. As I sat, the two ladies looked at me. And one of, one of them said, you're a man of God, huh? <laughs> and I smiled. I said, yes. You're fundisa? You're fundisa? I said, yes. I didn't need to say nothing. Hey, when God comes into an atmosphere, he doesn't need to announce himself. You don't need a billboard to announce God.
May we not settle for less. May we not settle for the crumbs. May we not settle for what is not and assume it is. Oh, Father, help me. We track a scripture on Sunday. I guess it was Sunday. While I'm on this, the Lord just dropped that scripture back into my spirit. Oh. I love you, Lord. We are changing the status quo. We are changing the status quo. We are redefining the sphere. We will regovern the atmosphere. We are taking back the land. Friends, the land is not a physical place where our feet occupies. There is a land over the realm of the spirit we have to possess. Um, my friend, Apostle Godfrey, listen. If we have not taken the spiritual land, we cannot possess the physical space. Those who are struggling to, you know, to do things, to take things on the ground level, do not understand the strategy. Even in warfare, he who has the upper hand in the air can easily defeat the ground forces. If you look at the war going on between Azerbaijan and uh, the Armenians, so many lives have been lost. So many lives have been lost. The Azerbaijan and the Armenians fighting. I hope you understand that the heart of this battle is religion. No matter what people tell you. Because the Armenians are Christians. Many of the Bible we have today, those Armenians, their life, they paid, they paid dearly to keep the word of God, to preserve the word of God. Many of us don't even know that the Armenians our brothers, they are Christians. They are, they are, they've been there fighting for centuries. You see, they've been locked away. It's time we understand. It's time to read history and know what's going on in the world. That battle of the Armenians and the Azerbaijan is a spiritual warfare. You don't understand this thing, friends. But the point that I want to make is Those who are striking from the air, the, the, the missiles coming from the air, neutralize those on the ground force. For all I care, we can be, we can be trying to possess the ground force. We can be, you know, all the buildings, all the houses that have been built on the ground force, one missile that comes from above, it finishes them wrong, level them all. That is the way the devil is defeating the church. It's not, it's not using ground force. It's using missiles coming from the air. That's why we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to redefine our concept of war and battle in this last difference. Our war is not flesh and blood. 
We cannot, amen, have a false, a false, a false view, a false understanding of the days that we live in and think we're going to win this battle. We are going to lose hands down. God will have to raise for himself a different order, a different generation. That's why I'm saying to us, we have to change the narrative. We have to bring our people to a new understanding, to a new reality, to a new pedestal, to a new level. Come up high and let me show you the way things are. We have to move away from this order of a church. The Laodicean church. Let me read again. We tracked the scripture, I think it was on Sunday evening. To the angel of the church in Laodicea. Right. There's an angel. You see, there's a message. Every region has carried, carries a unique message. To the angel of the church, amen, in Philadelphia, right? The angel, amen, are the prince assigned over the realm, over that region. They are the one that defines what people, you know, preach on Sunday morning. You see, the message that the angel releases is like a rain. Is whatever rain of revelation that is poured into an atmosphere is what the entire people in that place, amen, will be preaching. You've got to understand, we've got to understand that these the days we're living, amen, as we're putting certain things, as we're fixing certain things on the earth realm that will connect us back again to the heavenly realm, we'll be able to shift and change things in the earthly realm. You see, that's why, we've, you see, when you build an altar, What's the, what's the essence of the altar? Something must rise up. <laughs> Something must rise up. Something must go up. You don't build an altar for things to go down. We build an altar for something to rise up. When you slaughter, the blood goes down. But the incense goes up. It goes up. It's an engagement with the heavenly order. That's why we were tracking, amen, the, 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 the priesthood of Melchizedek. But because Melchizedek, even though, amen, he was an earthly man, but he was not of the earth. Because he was a prince of Salem, Salem, Jerusalem, Shalom, the place of peace. But there's a dimension in this man that is not of the earth. <laughs> Are you getting it? And Abraham connect to that order of a life. We are not of this world, though we are in this world. Our, our position of operation cannot be defined by the vagaries of the earth. By the limitations of the day. No, we will have to pray. You see, that's why when you pray, they begin to show you the heavenly order. That's what prayer does. It begins to shift your perspective. You begin to have clarity. When you pray, amen, it's like they begin to walk on your signal. You begin to hear with clarity. Uh-huh. You log into God. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, These are the words of the Amen. Is the one that brings things to pass. That's why they define amen, that introduction as the word of the Amen. Jesus is also, one of his titles is, is the Amen. The word Amen means it shall be so. It is done. It will be done. In other words, if, it, if he has not approved it, it's not done. 
That's what they are trying to tell this church. If, if the Lord has not approved these things that you are talking about, if these things that you have acquired, if these things that you have gathered, if this ministry that you are doing, this business, if the Lord has not approved it, it's not an amen. Are you getting the revelation? Because there's a revelation in that word, the amen. He is the amen. He is the one that approves our life, the order of things. He is the amen. Please do me a favor. Share this link if you can. These are the words of the amen. The faithful and the true amen. Witness. The faithful and the true witness. It's important. The faithful and the, the way God introduces himself to a house, to a church, amen, speaks volume to what he wants that church to correct. The ruler of God's creation. <laughs> I know your deeds. This church has got a deed. I know your deeds. That you are neither cold nor hot. So you can't even define where this church is. But this is a church. We're tracking this. I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't planning to talk about this church this morning. But while we're praying and seeking, the Lord just brought this you know, church again to my mind. And this church is a reflection, amen, of the current things that we are shifting away from, that we are moving away from. If we are going to enter into the day of the Lord, we have to, amen, precisely identify the nature and the character of this church in our life and make sure that we divorce ourselves completely from every order of a life that is neither hot nor cold. In other words, you have no capacity to, to make a choice, to, to make a stand. Yesterday, I don't know if some of you saw it, and I'm not sure if some of you saw it. You know, I just by chance saw, you know, a, a post that a, a, a wonderful brother put, you know, you know, about ministry and all of that, you know, on Facebook and all of that. And, you know, normally things like that, I would just overlook it. But the Lord said, do not overlook it because you're in a day of change. In the day of change, you have to engage. And what the brother said or was not completely true. Rather, people, you know, who are into postings on Facebook and all of that, that Facebook does not give you money. And that's not true. I mean, many of you, I've not even met many of you. I met you on Facebook. Till today, you've been a help, you've been a support to me. Because Facebook is an extension of kingdom ministry. So the Lord said to me, no, no, don't leave it. You need to address it. Because there are people that will listen to what this brother has said and they will take that which he has said and, and accept that that's the truth. You correct it. Even though I knew that that was going to create a problem for me because, you know, sometimes you don't, you, you don't go around looking for trouble. I don't go around looking for trouble. I just want to be myself. And the Lord said, this is why you, who you are. You've got to correct it. You've got to correct that thing. That thing this brother said is not the truth. I'm not even sure maybe he's watching me because I know he watched me yesterday. This thing is not the truth. You've got to correct it. And if people are posting their images there, their pictures there, all right, you know, all these ladies posting their picture, that could be a cry that they need a help from somebody. You understand? Well, sometimes when these ladies post their picture, I mean, sometimes I also get fed up. But I understand that they are, they are exposing them, them same times of the pain of their heart. All those nice dressing, all those pictures they are taking. No, it's a cry of their heart. They are, they are telling you, I need help. You should be able to discern and start praying. There are people that I know that you know, I could tell them and say, hey, stop posting. But guess what? 
that posting is the only way they know that they can get people's attention. They're all looking for attention. Yes, they're looking for attention. So if you, if all you see, amen, is to condemn them and not to begin to go into prayer for them and say, God, what is making this sister? Every minute she's posting, she's posting, she's posting that image, her face and all of that. And if you cannot see that something on the inside of her is crying for help, then you are not a man of God. Then you can, you don't have sight. Then you are not seen. In fact, you shouldn't be on, on social media. Because we understand why social media has been, has, been, has, been, has been given to us. It is for those people who cannot express themselves in the church. It's for those people who have stopped going to church. It's for those people who don't know what to do about life. So the best thing... I don't intend to go into all of this. Lord, help me. God knows my heart. Before I get into trouble again, I'm always getting into trouble. But we've got to understand. This is ministry. I've got people... By just watching, by listening to the things that we're saying from different parts of the world, send me a message. What do I do about this, my son? I said, just go listen to that message. We must break away from our traditional point of thinking and begin to see and begin to have a broader view. There are people who are in need. Yes, they will, the next minute they're going to put their picture, they're going to... Don't you understand that posting those pictures, amen, is a cry for help? There's a particular sister, every time she posts her face, she posts... And I said to my, myself, in fact, one day I said, Lord, help me. I don't know what to do. If I rebuke this sister, it's not going to work. The best thing I can do is, is to pray, be praying for her. We have to discern the times. We have to discern the times. We have, listen, before, listen, listen. Haven't you heard of pastors who kill themselves? Haven't you heard of men of God in America committing suicide? But all of, we read mes, many of their messages online. We see them. There are some men of God that I, when, when they are preaching, when I watch their video, I say, this one needs help. This one needs help. Because I know that the message is not coming from the heart. The message is just about, you know, because everybody wants to be known. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody, this is not about a show. God did not give us the, this platform for a show. We don't know when another Pharaoh will rise up and shut this thing down. Why you have the authority and the message, man of God, doing the ministry and stop condemning people let's understand the times and the season ministry is not ministry is no longer conventional let me repeat what I've said. Ministry is no longer conventional. If you think your ministry is done on Sunday morning ah you are the most blind person I can ever meet if you think your ministry is when people gather to church, you don't understand that the church now is out there in the world. The church is on Facebook. The church is on YouTube. If you don't understand that now, you are the most blind, you are as blind as a bat trying to fly in a noonday. I mean no disrespect to anyone. The zeal of the Lord is upon me. And when the Lord gives us a voice, we can speak. <laughs> you know, as I'm speaking right now, I've got a sister in my mind, a picture of somebody in my mind. I know this person is going through God knows what. But guess what? Her picture is always there on Facebook. She's always, you know. And I know this woman, she must be going through God knows what. But guess what? 
if you don't have the prophetic side, that is why you should come and join, amen, our prophetic school. So you can understand that all of this thing are speaking to us. Listen, gone are the days where people tell you, I'm looking for ministry. No, you have to be able to discern ministering people. The Laodicean church. These are the words of the amen, the faithful, the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither, neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were one of this. I wish you are one of this. So that because, amen, you are lukewarm. So that because you are lukewarm, you are neither hot nor cold. In other words, you, you do not leave the past, but you, are still, you still want to enter the new. You are neither hot nor cold. You are either you, you are in the past, amen, but you also want the new. You see, these are people that are going to be causing problems to us. They are not ready to divorce themselves from the past, but they are still talking the language of the new. So if you meet them, you think, oh, this is one of us. They are not one of you because, amen, he's lukewarm. He has not divorced himself. He, when he sees what is wrong, he has no capacity to call it forth and say, that's wrong. So, in, in fact, the reason why I wanted to tell you this is I have to tell the man of God, allow me to disagree with you. Can you do that? Can you tell people, please allow me to disagree with you on this statement because it does not represent the truth, neither does it represent the fact. Truth and not fact. Your statement does not represent the truth, nor does it represent a fact. And of course, you, you have to know what is the truth and you've got to know fact. So I, I have to prove fact to him as I'm also preaching, telling him the truth. And I'm not just doing it because of him. I want everybody that is, our, that, that is you know, connected to him to see. We've got to give people the opportunity to know what is true from what is fact. Amen. To know the difference. We, if we can't do that, then we have failed. Listen to this. I told you some time ago, there's going to be war before we, finally get it. before we finally get it right. There's going to be war. There's going to be war because people are going to be challenging. What, who does this Isaiah think he is? I'm nobody. I'm just a voice of one crying in the wilderness. I'm nobody. But when the Lord speaks, I cannot but to prophesy. That is one of the nature of the prophets, if you don't know. So you don't want to mess around. If you, if you don't want me to see it, delete my name. Unfriend me. Because if I see it and the Lord tells me to speak, <laughs> I'm sure many of my friends know that by now. At least a few that I have. I will tell it. I will tell it to them. I will tell him. Sorry. The few friends that I have, I've been in trouble with them. Some are no longer following me. Because they have not come to understand that this is not this guy is not saying what he's saying because you know he's just no that's what a prophet does a prophet is not about prophesying your blessing is coming a prophet comes to correct it comes to realign it's a two-edged sword as he's correcting you he's also feeling the pain you think i enjoy doing this no i don't enjoy it but it's a it's a ministry i've embraced somebody must do it if I don't do what I did yesterday, guess what? I'm sure many people must have read that thing that I put there. And they must have thought, but this is right. He said, a thousand like does not put money on your table. Not on social media. A thousand like can fetch you hundred thousand rand. 
You just need to know the people, amen, that you need to connect that to. Not too long ago, I discovered that certain people are paid to post certain things. Some, a man of God on YouTube was talking about this. That for just one post, you can earn close to 150000 Just a post. I said, what? <laughs> this thing? What? Just a post. Because of the caliber of the person who posts that thing. So let's, let's not make statements that are not true. That are not aligning with God's counsel, God's word. The days we live in, we need higher understanding. We need wisdom. We need grace. And when people are posting things they are not supposed to post, and we see, it's time for us to engage and pray for them and ask the Lord, what's, how, do, how, do, how can I reach this sister? God, create an opportunity for me to ask, what's going on in your life? You see, we don't, we, we're no longer our brother's keeper. That's why we can say things like that. May God help us. I'm tracking something, yeah? The Laodicean church. Revelation chapter 3. Let me take it from verse 15. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you are, I wish that you are either one or the other. So make your choice. So that, so that, so because you are lukewarm, so because you are lukewarm, because you can't choose, you are lukewarm. I discovered that lukewarmness amen, is also connected to what? To double-mindedness. The Bible says a double-minded person cannot receive anything from the Lord. God says, I wish that you choose one. You either choose your cold or you choose your heart. He said, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to, to spit you out of my mouth. What is, what is God saying? To spit you out of my mouth means I am taking my voice from you. I am taking my authority from you. You no longer have the capacity to say anything. Because that is a ministry of the mouth. It's the ministry of the prophet. In other words, this church ought to be a ministry of the mouth that speaks the things of God. That prophesy, that declare, hallelujah, that shift things. God said, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. <laughs> Listen to what this church is. You say, and this is, what, this, is, this is what I want us to look into as I round up this morning. This church has a state, has a, has a posture, has a condition, has a philosophy of their own self-identity. You say. That's why I said, friends, if we don't know what we've been saying, if we don't know where we are, if we don't know what the Lord, amen, has brought us out from and is bringing us into we will not embrace some of the rebukes that God, amen, will be given. Because you'll be saying, what, what have I done to deserve that? Why, why, you can't talk to me that way. You cannot say that kind of a thing. All of the things that we're dealing with are coming from a position, amen, that we have to correct. So when I'm passionate about the things that I'm talking about, it's because I, had ins I have insight about the state, the condition of where the church is. Have many of you forgotten? You know, few months, few few years ago, the kind of things we're seeing on, on you know on, on the news on social media about about the church, the body of Christ here in South Africa and in different part of the world. The fact that we don't hear, we don't see those things again, does not mean that they are not there. How they've dragged the church to to the ground. 
So if we don't have an understanding of the kind of life mindset, the perversion, the wrong perspective, the wrong view, the wrong knowledge of God's word that we have. If we don't know how, how, how far, is it considered how far you are falling? If we don't know how far we are falling, then how do we know how to engage the correction of the restoration? That's the point that I'm making. If you don't know how far you are falling, you may just assume, well, I can just begin to make correction from this point. Meanwhile, the Lord said, no, 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 no. You've got to go deeper. <laughs> this thing is so deep. They have to take the prophet, Ezekiel. They have to take him deep into the holies of holy. They have to show him what the elders, the leaders, the people that represent God were doing, amen, at the back of the altar. You see, if, if, you don't, if you don't have such awareness and all you have is the awareness of what's going on on the outer court, all the dancing and the singing and the praise God, you know, and all the, you know, all the things that we're doing, all the uh, 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 Jerusalem that we're doing now. You see, if, if that's all you have and you don't know what's going on behind, you don't know what the elders are doing, you don't know what these people are cooking up, you don't know what they have done, you have no sense of engagement because you don't know. We see, for somebody like me that I know what is behind the scene. <laughs> when I speak and my word sounds harsh, it's because there's a reason. When I speak and the word looks like, wow, what are you saying? It's because I've seen something. I have seen things. And I understand what it's going to take to clean the mess we have caused. I understand. I understand that three, five days prayer and fasting is not going to fix this thing. When God leads the people into captivity and kept them there for 70 years, it tells you how gross the sin. 70 years. A whole nation. You see, we need to have an understanding of what has gone wrong in our nation for us to have the redemptive grace and capacity to fix it. If I don't know, you see, when I look at what's going on today in my country, Nigeria, I look at all the things that is going on. And everybody's crying and weeping and like, hey, this country is going to divide. I just smile and I say to myself, I know, I know, I know what's going on. Because I could remember 20 years ago, in fact, more than 20 years ago, when I was still a pastor, that was about, about you know, two decades plus ago. I used to weep and cry. I mean, I wish any of my members back in those days were here. I used to weep and cry for what is, for the kind of, you know, sin, for the kind of punishment that is going to be bestowed on the land. Why? Because I saw the iniquity of the men of God in the land. And I said, oh Lord, help me. We will pray. We will pray. I mean, if you know any, any, any person that, used, that I used to pastor back in those days, they will tell you. We will lift up the flag of Nigeria. We will be praying for mercy. We will be praying. Now, when God begins to allow their enemy to override them, when God begins to allow the Boko Arams of this world and the weak, somebody will say, but what is it not the church praying? But you don't know the, the, the depth of the sin and then the iniquity that the church has committed. They are still committing. Men who have taken the place of God in the hearts of men. Some of the leaders that we have in Nigeria called pastors, bishops, apostles, they are, they are demigods. 
their members worship them. Ah, and you think God is not going to revenge himself? You think God is not going to roar from Zion? Ah. Until those men of God come down from their high horses, Nigeria will not be healed. Until those men of God, God doesn't need the whole nation. He needs his men to humble themselves from their pride. It's the same spirit that is brewing in South Africa. If we don't begin to humble ourselves and come down from our high horses, from our pride, from our loftiness, if we don't begin to humble ourselves, you will see before your own very eyes, this will not be the issue of apartheid. We will use our own hand to destroy the things that we have built. This is a serious matter, friends. The, the sin of idolatry. God hardly overlooked it. When, that's why, you, now you understand when I say people, sh there's a way I want people to relate with me. There's a reason why I'm tracking that. There's a reason why I choose to be simple. I can be complex like every other man of God. I can decide to be what people are, what people are not. I can decide to want to show, you know, all kinds of things that people want to see. No, but I choose to take humility. I choose to go the way of the lonely path. Because you see, when you deal with a nation that is arrogant, that is pride, you, can no longer, you cannot come with same pride, ar arrogant, and you think you're going to change the people. No, no, no. You have to do the opposite. You have to, you have to serve. You have to, you have to let the people trample on you. If you don't do that, you will never be given the authority and the power to speak. You see, if you want to go to Nigeria and do ministry, you think you, you, think you can go there and start boasting with how big your car is, how big your ministry. <laughs> they will laugh at you because there are people who, who have done what you are trying to do 10 times. I remember when I was in Nigeria, I remember this man of God, they used to boast. Who has the biggest, the biggest auditorium? They said, these people just finished 20,000 auditorium. Another man of God announced, we are going for 50,000. Then you hear another man of God say, no, we are going for, we are going for 100,000 sitters. 500,000 seater church. A church that are like, there are mini stadiums. Churches that, that churches, that, I mean, these churches are empires. They are emp empires. They've taken the place of God in the life of the people. These are men of God that when they speak, they listen to the man of God than their husband. When their pastor says, sit, they sit. When their, when their husband says, come, let's go, they say, no, no, no. Bishop have spoken. Papa have spoken. Ah. They've caused perversion. They've brought destruction. Our children have become wayward. And you think God is going to fold his hand? What, what do you think it takes God to remove Boko Haram from Nigeria? Through Nigeria, Boko Haram have spread like a, like, like a cancer to the different part of 
West Africa. That nation was raised to be a voice. Not just to Africa, but to the nations. Just like Israel was raised to be a voice to the nation, to be a priest to the nation. Nigeria was raised to be a priest to the nations. Was raised to be a voice. Was raised to deploy healing, nation, healing hands to the nation. But the nation went into idolatry, perversion, wickedness. That's why the name Nigeria today has become a byword. Any nation, any embassy you go to with the green passport of Nigeria, the first of all, they look at you with you know, a suspicious eye. But all of that, amen, is God's judgment. It's not, it's not always going to be like that. That's a nation to look forward to in the future. Because when the Lord restores Zion, ah, the people shall praise and glorify him. Until we learn to come down from our high horses and humble ourselves. Nothing is going to happen. If it's going to take the nation to break, to reunite, it will happen. Listen to this. God is sitting in Zion. He will rule in majesty. Listen to this. Your little revelation about what's going on cannot change anything. Because God will not condone when men take his place in the heart of his people. That's why you man of God, you need to watch yourself. You need to be careful how you portray yourself. How you project yourself before the people. Or else the judgment of God is coming upon you and your household. There's one sin God does not condone. Idolatry. He said, I am a jealous God. All of the people following me, I will never for a day take advantage of them. You can ask them. I've never gone and said, please, you know, force money out of, no, no, no. I've never done it. I will never do it. The heart of people must be open to us. And when they serve us, we must not abuse. We must never abuse their love, their compassion, and their honor. We must never. We must build them up so that they can be what God has ordained them to be. This is what has happened in my country. And, and this same thing has, is infecting Africa. And we pick all of that from America. Because everybody wants to be like that big man of God. Want to be like T.D. Jakes. Want to be like, you know, Casey. Back in those days, they want to be like Casey Price. Casey Price. They want to be like, you know, this, Jerry Savelle. You know, uh, 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 Jesse Duplantis. Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. I could remember. I could remember. I could remember the first time. You know, Bishop Oyedepo, that's the winner chapel's man. Those are the principality. You say, why are you talking about? I said, those are the principal. Until men like that come down, Nigeria will never be healed. Those are the smoke that have become a, a small screen to the minds of the people. I'm in the house this morning and the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Let me prophesy. I can remember the first time this man said, Kenneth Copeland has got to Two, has got one aircraft. He said he's going to get two aircrafts. Excuse me. What work, What job are you doing to buy two aircraft? You're a servant of the people. The money belongs to the people, not to you. You see, that's why I said the pattern of the church we are doing is perverted. That pattern is corrupt. As long as this present pattern of a church 
is what defines our revelation of the apostolic. We will never move an inch. I've been saying that for years. Go read my material. Reforming the church. The apostolic order. When a system is corrupt, no matter the good people you bring into the system, that system will corrupt them. You have to change the system, then you bring people, good people there. When a system is corrupt, that's what, that's what you know, Zuma did. He, he, he corrupted the system. The system started corrupting people. All of these people that are appearing before the Zondo Commission, many of them do, do not have, you know, if you will, the chance. Maybe, maybe they have the chance to leave. But guess what? Because the system has been corrupt. I mean, the system has been corrupt from the top. They just, they just, do, it's just sign you sign it. Because they've lost their conscience. You see, that's if you want to eat, you've got to follow what they do. Systemic corruption is what is dri driving the Nigerian church. The pattern is wrong. We can talk apostolic. We can talk prophetic. That's why they brought the prophetic to Nigeria. They pervert it. They brought the apostolic to Nigeria. They pervert it. Why? Because the system teaches the Nazarenes to drink wine. I've been tracking this thing. It's been a burden in my heart for, for, for decades. And now they're afraid that the nation is going to break into two. Break into three. <laughs> they're looking at the wrong thing. They should not be worried about na the nation breaking up. They should be worrying about the state of the men of God that have become demigods. The Laodicean church, you, you say, I didn't finish that scripture. Let me read it. Let me finish it. I said, I've got to finish this thing and I'll be done. Because the Lord wanted me to read it. You say I am rich. This is the proclamation and the declaration of this church. This entity of a people. You say I am rich. This is the first thing that matters to this church. Wealth. You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth. And I do not need a thing. I do not need a thing. Please friends, check the scripture. Is there. I'm reading scripture. I'm not misquoting the scripture. You say I am rich, I am wealthy, and I do not need a thing. Is that not how we have measured the church today? I do not need a thing. One man of God on Sunday morning preaching. On the screen of the church, he showed his, you know, seven, you know, uh, uh, what they call them now, spot cars that he just bought. That's why he was showing the people in the church. I saw it, I was weeping. Some people will be laughing. I was weeping. This is why he showed it. He said, you see, I am rich. He says, he said, I give money to my government. Why is it that somebody, you know, like, like this kind of so-called prophets are in the land and the government cannot fetch them because they themselves, they know what they're doing. When you see corruption to such a degree, one man of God has got Eight spot cars. I don't know what they call those kind of, you know. Eight. And you say you've got government. You've got, you know, uh, you know. You've got to probe. If you see me have all kinds of, um, you come probe me. Come and probe me. Listen, friends. If we don't have a desire for God, we will never bring a change to the nation. 
will never bring a change because you will see your friend doing something wrong and you will pat him at the back. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. God understands. God doesn't, there are certain things God does not understand. There are certain things he does. You know, I keep telling you the last time my sister, she was laughing when she was talking to me. If I want to, if I want to squeeze money out of people, I know how to do it. I know what they do. So don't take me for a fool. I'm teaching you something. I'm showing you that there are still men of God in the land. I'm not perfect, but I'm aiming to perfection. I'm showing you that there are still people who have not beat the bait, who will not compromise, who will not rape the bride. I'm showing you that there is still a, man, a, peop, there's a residue in the land that have not bowed to Jezebel. They may be in the cave, but the day has come, the time has come. They're coming out of the cave and they're going to engage the land again. You say, I am rich, I am wealthy, and I do not need a thing. But you do not realize, this is God speaking back now. This is our Lord speaking back. But you do not realize that you are wretched. <laughs> That's why you see, when I look at those churches, when I look at all the pageantry and all the, I, I just laugh and say, look at these wretched people. Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? Don't you, have you not read the scripture that the Lord, amen, does not look at a man via what he possess? Is then the scripture? Don't you see such a scripture? A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. That is Jesus' message to a guy who was trying to, you know, ask Jesus to go and settle a case with, with, with his brother who wants to take his possession. Jesus said the life of a man does not consist. He said, Whom? the man said, good master, come, can you come and tell my brother to return? Jesus said, what are you talking about? Don't you understand? A man's life does not is Jesus saying we should not seek for prosperity? No. After all, he himself said, amen, in this world, he will give us prosperity. So I'm not against prosperity. No, no, no. If you think I'm against pro prosperity, then you don't know me. I'm against, amen, the values, the protocols, the system that we use to get the prosperity and what we use the prosperity for. I want God to bless you, prosper you, so his kingdom can advance. The advancement of the kingdom of God is not, it's not, amen, it's not in the quality of the suit you wear. It's not, amen, in your Rolex. That's not the advancement of the kingdom. You know, yesterday I, I, I just drove around to, you know, to a close place that we live here to go look for bread. And I saw these young boys. They must be between age 13, 14, 15. Smoking their life away. Their eyes were red. Tears dropped my eyes. I went to them. I said, what's going on with you guys? One of them looked at me and just said, Pastor. Like, he was already Johnson. I like, oh God. Where do you start from? Now, I need resource to be able to deal with, to be able, you see, if you want to help children like that, you don't need to just go and pray for them. Hallelujah, praise God. No, you need, you, you, you need to change their life. That requires money. All of these crazy things people are doing. You 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 build you you build a center for them. You you build what 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 do you call it now a hall, and you say you build a community hall, a community hall that is that is not user friendly, that is not relevant. 
This is what the government would tell you they're doing. We build community hall for them. I sent to my wife yesterday. I said, look, at, well, how do, where, where do you start from? You need resources. That you need money to change the life of those children. You need good money. That is where money becomes relevant. Think about money now. I'll still go buy one Lamborghini. Just because I need to prove to you that God has blessed me. Those who do that are the most insecure people. So don't tell me about money. I know about money. I have handled money in my life. I've seen money. And people who know me, they know what I did with the money. The first time I was ever blessed in my life, I transformed the church to an IT center. The entire church. Because that has always been my heart desire. You say I am rich. I don't need anything. But God said you are wretched. You are wretched. You are pitiful. You are poor. You are blind. And you are naked. Let's leave it there. Let's leave it hanging there. Let's leave it hanging there. You are poor. You are wretched. You are wretched. You are poor. You are pitiful. You are blind. And you are naked. Ah, what an evaluation of a church that thinks they've arrived, of a people that thinks that they've arrived. You are wretched, you are poor, you are pitiful, you are naked, you are blind, fivefold. That's God speaking, good judgment. So next time you think you've arrived, you need to compare yourself with the Laodicean church. This is the work of a, a prophet. If you don't know what a prophet is, you're seeing one. If you've never heard a prophet before, you're hearing one. I'm not an apprentice. I'm a veteran. I'm an elder. I'm a father at the gate. Help us, Lord. Help us in this new day to hear. Help us to respond. We want to raise sons and daughters for you. Whom you'll be joyful. You'll be joyful when you see their day manifest. Not, not sons and daughters that you hide your face. Not sons and daughters that will bring shame to your name. We want to raise a company of priests unto you, unto your name in this season in time. That will go to the ends of the earth to see that your counsel is established. Help us. Give us sight. Touch our ears. Open, open, remove the watts. Help us to hear with clarity. Touch our eyes. Touch our heart. Touch our hands. Make us make this hands ministry. Touch our feet to go. Grant us strength. Strengthen our feeble knees, empower us, endure us, energize us, awaken us. Put your fire in our heart. Cause us to hear the joyful sound, yes, of a new day. Help us to hear the cry, yes, Lord, of the nations. Help us open our eyes to see the fields that are already white. A few days ago, 
just not too long, it does not too close, not too far from where we stay here. Lamotte, you know, they plant this wheat, nice wheat they plant today. So it's harvest. You must just see the wheat. I, I just told my wife, please, could you help me drive me down? She drove me down. I went to take some pictures. I'm going to be sharing them. And I just remember the harvest. Alabashianda. We want to see, oh God, the harvest. May we not be captured. May the land not swallow us until we forget who we are, what we represent. May, may the need of our day not cause us to leave the assignment of our day. May we understand that even in need, we can still advance your kingdom. Because when we meet your need, your word says you will supply all our needs. You say, when you seek me first and my righteousness, ah, he said, all that you need will be given to you. So, Father, I pray. It's my desire. It's my prayer. Open, open my eyes once again to see the, wild, the white field of South Africa. To see, yes, this field that is ripe. Send laborers into the field, oh God. Laborers. Not hirelings. Not charlatans. Send laborers that are ready willing to walk not hirelings when they see the wolf come they run no father give us shepherds shepherds after your heart shepherds after your heart shepherds that will teach your people wisdom that will teach your people knowledge that will feed them oh god with truth and integrity give us true ministry let true ministry rise from this estate from this order let a new order of church emerge out of south africa lord out of southern africa from namibia to zimbabwe from zimbabwe oh god to botswana from botswana oh god to malawi in the name of jesus we pray give us oh god a new vision of harvest harvest of the field help us to see help us to go send us Send us resource, resource, resource. Turn, oh God, our words to become sword, the sword of the spirit, to war against the powers of darkness that have positioned themselves over realms and cities and nations. Help us to engage with the prince of the air. Help us to engage with thrones that have been built over cities, over nations, over community. Help us to dethrone the powers of hell, the works of darkness. Help us to bring liberation for the spirit of the Lord God Almighty is upon me for he has anointed me. Anoint this one, O oh God. Help us to go for you. Send us forth. Pour us forth. Help us to see the images of those men and women on the social media. It's a field crying for harvest. Help us to see them. Those pictures, those images, those posts, whatever people are doing out there, help us to know why they're doing it. And help us, oh God, to reach them. Give us the wisdom. Give us knowledge. Give us grace. Give us the capacity. But more so give us the words, the voice. That when we speak, they will open up. They will open up. You know, the social media has become a, a, a therapeutic place for many to express 
what is bottled up on the inside of them. That's why we must, you must never castigate people. Never. Thank God for social media. When people want to kill themselves, they put it on social media. <laughs> haven't, haven't you noticed that? It is, it, that's a proven fact. If you want to know what's going on in the life of your children, your daughter, go check their profile. Go check their media profile. You will see them. They will never tell you who they are, but you will know when you know their profiles. You should thank God for Facebook. You should thank God for all the other social media because they have, unfortunately, we know this thing, but we don't know how to engage them because we have not been trained how to engage this kind of ministry. You see, that's why I've been here for several years. You should come and ask me, how have you been doing ministry on social media? I've had people abuse me on social media. I've, call, I've had people call me names on social media. I've called people. I've had people sell kinds of things to me. I'm sure some of these people, if they ever met me, they were like, wow. But guess what? Yes, that's what it takes. You have to humble yourself. People will despise you on social media. Particularly when they know you come from that part of the world and you look black. <laughs> but guess what? We have changed lives. We have people following us. I've got people following us from different parts of the world, from America. People I've not even met before. But you could see that we have become bond. We've become like brothers and sisters, you know, aunties and uncles, you know, fathers and mothers. Something is happening. God have used this thing. Have you noticed the Bible says before the day of the two witnesses come, amen, we will all be able to see the message of the two witnesses. Haven't you understood that this is social media? How would you be able to see the ministry of the two witnesses that the Bible talks about in the book of Revelation? If, if there is no amen, a type of a technology, a type amen, of, you know, of, of innovation that can allow everybody all over the world to see them in one day, to see them together. Open your eyes. It's a ministry. We need people today who can take the social media as a ministry. Not as just as a place where you just while away your time. I hope you understand. I've said it years ago. In fact, I've written several material on social media. You can look for it. The reason why God gave us social media. I was in the plane. I've shared this with you. I was in the plane. Coming to South Africa. The Lord said to me, when you take the airwave, you will take the land. And I, I've, I've explained. I got here. I thought, okay. Take the airwave. Okay, maybe I should go into TV ministry, radio ministry. When I look at the price, I say, Lord Jesus. I mean, somebody tried to connect me to one, you know, man of God who used to run a TV ministry. And then, you know, one or two radio stations. I said, Lord, the resource is not there. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, maybe take the airwave. All right. Of course, I've been taking the airwave for for, for you know for for years in terms of prayer i've been praying for for nations so i thought okay maybe it's that until the issue of social media came 2000 and 2000 and uh, 2007 facebook began a friend of mine introduced me to facebook this guy is from Botswana, prince prince said pastor i think you're gonna like this thing come see come see he opened an account for me. I said, wow. In fact, before that, we started with what is called WordPress. WordPress. Today, I have 
people following me from different parts of the world on WordPress. That I've even neglected because I have to face many of the people on Facebook because the WordPress people, I can't see them. But people are connecting from different parts of the world. I said, Lord, what are you saying? He said, did I not tell you if you take the airwave, you would take the land? I said, yes. So suddenly, it's like the light bulb just turned up on me. I just got it. I said, whoa, you've been talking about social media, social media. So if you go, go check some of the things that I've been posting since 2008, 2007, you go Google it on my, on my Facebook timeline, you will see. I am a veteran on a social media. We'll be, we'll be embarking and patting ministry, burting ministry on social media. 2007, there was no, t uh, 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 you know, live streaming. So because I thought, okay, just posting, that's that's enough. When the live streaming came, the Lord said to me, "Did I not tell you I will give you the land if you would take the airwave? This is your opportunity." No wonder I grab it. Next year, I'm believing God. God, may God touch your heart. I'm believing God. Let me say it now. I'm believing God to buy some of the best cameras for broadcasting. Because this one, sometimes <laughs> you broadcast, you know, it sometimes just goes off by itself. You know, that's why I keep telling you guys, I'm sorry. They think cut off. Yes, because I'm not using the right equipment. But guess what? The Lord has given us such a platform now on social media. The life, the life that we are touching, the people that we are reaching. I need a good solid camera. May God touch your heart. And if you have one, I won't mind. For the kingdom of God, nothing else. To advance the kingdom of God. I started, in fact, I started broadcasting on YouTube. It did not work. Then I started Facebook Live. In a day, we have people reaching us from different parts of the world. There are people who are waiting every day to hear me just speak. What am I saying? I'm saying that conventional ministry has changed. The wine skin has changed. God has been speaking for the past 10 years about changing the wine skin. Some of us are still living in the old tradition. Church pattern has changed. I was listening to uh, you know somebody not too long ago who run, they're running, they, of course they run a church and they're, they're raising money to start a social media ministry, the best of equipments. I mean, I, 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 let me not even begin to tell you the amount. There's another man of God that I, I don't want to call his name. We all know him here in South Africa. When this corona thing started, and he said this was his first time to broadcast on social media. Today, they're using some of the best equipment. Why is it, he's an apostle, well known in South Africa. Why is it spending time on social media? Because social media is the next field of kingdom harvest. We all need to begin to change our view and perspective in how to reach the field. We need to make our research. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of study. I do a lot of findings. I know what to do. I know what not to do. This morning, I've already broadcasted on YouTube. You must check the prayer. We prayed this morning on YouTube. 
and we will distribute all these broadcasts on all platforms. We are reaching nations. There are people who this message will reach this morning and some of them will be called into ministry. There are people God, amen, will touch this money with this ministry, with this, with this message. Some of them will literally be, will, will rise up and enter into what, into what God has called them to do. Some people will hear this, hear this message, they will change their mind. I'm not going to die today. No, I'm going to leave. Think about what it involves every day. If I have to do what I'm doing, I have to wake up before 4 o'clock just to get ready. Before 4 a.m., I'm already awake. You think this is not ministry? We must be careful of the things we say and how we say things. We must be careful how we lead our people. We must be careful how we respond. We must be careful. We need to learn to hear the voice of God again and again and again. And again, and the Lord said to me, take the airwave. I've done all kinds of things. I remember when the Lord told me years ago, when I, the first time I saw the Lord Jesus Christ, I saw him. That was the first and the only time that the revelation of Jesus, I saw him with a trumpet in his mouth. And what was coming out of the trumpet, I've shared that testimony. Go tell my people that my coming is, is sooner than they expect. That was what was coming out from the sound. It was a sound, but I could interpret the sound. So, you know what I went to do? I was still a young man back then. I went to buy myself a megaphone. I mean, those who know me, ask, you know, Apostle Deji Williams, you know, and there, I was zealous for God. I was preaching all over the place. I will preach in the, in the train. I will preach in the bus. I will preach. I, will even, I even preach on the aircraft. I, I've shared that testimony. I preach everywhere. I was given opportunity. I was not ashamed. I was not afraid. I preach everywhere because I thought I was called to be an evangelist. I was zealous for the Lord. And I like that foundation that the Lord gave to me. Until I realized, wait a minute. This is the sound of the prophetic voice. Back in those days, nobody, I didn't know what they call a prophet. I, I was just zealous for the Lord. Until somebody helped me to fine tune the message. Okay, Lord, you called me into the prophetic ministry. Okay, now I understand. <laughs> but I was zealous for the Lord. You can't escape me. I will preach to you. And I still do today. Ask my wife. I, I will. <laughs> if the Lord tells me, I went to buy wood some not too long ago, two weeks ago. The woman was to say, "Oh, I'm not feeling too well. I'm, I'm tired." I said, "Okay, just come assist me." As the woman was coming, I said, "Come, let me pray for you." I held her hand as I was. I was praying. I was preaching to her because you never know. My life has always been for ministry, and it will always be so. Until my dying days. I'm not in this for money. No. You will never. Be able to. You can, you can say all kinds of things about me. But not the issue of money. No. Because that has been. En ingrained in me. That's why I wonder. People who, who say all kinds of things. I say okay. Time will tell. <laughs> time will tell who is wrong from who is right. The Lord is faithful. Friends, the days before us are glorious days. And my heart wants to see a new company of men and women vibrant for the Lord. Young men and women searching. In the past 
two days, three days, I've had four, I think about four new people connect with me. One of them, I could not because, I mean, this person already has 5,000 people following him. And I'm wondering, 5,000 people already following you. You want to follow me? So I tried to befriend him. Sorry, Facebook says, sorry, you can't befriend this person. He's gone beyond his number. 5,000, I checked the guy because people, before I say, I agree, I will check your profile. I don't want nobody coming to hack my work that I'm doing. So I check, I check their profile. I see this man, this guy is from Durban, zealous for the Lord. 5,000 people already following him. And he wants to follow me. Oh, sorry. I wish I could follow him. I wish I could connect, but I couldn't connect because the, the height you can go is 5,000 people. The Lord will continue to, when you continue to stand for truth, and continue to declare. This is, we declare truth here. It's not for everybody. It's, no, 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 no. This place is not for everybody. It's for those who are tired of the hocus pocus. The mysterious nonsense. It's for those who are tired of what others have offered to them that has not worked. It's for those. Amen. This platform is for those who are tired of the mess. Tired of eating vomit. Tired of eating grass. Tired of being fed. Amen. With, 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 you know, with petroleum. It's for those who are tired of somebody deceiving them. Who are searching, looking for truth. Pure truth. If you, if you are one of them. Ah, you'll find this place a welcome home. But if, you, if you're trying to, you know, you've got an agenda. You can't stay. You cannot stay. Because this place, the truth will even expose you. The truth will be too much for you. Too much a fire to carry. Wow. <laughs> Isn't the Lord faithful? Somebody just blessed me now with 500. I just saw it now in my Facebook account. Father, I thank you for the seed. <laughs> and it's amazing. And Facebook just showed it. I thank you, Lord, for the seed. May God continue to bless this person, I will check it later, check your name. But thank you so very much. I appreciate it. May it be a seed of open doors in your life and in your ministry. I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. May God continue to touch our heart. Continue to bless us and increase us. May this word continue to steer our heart. Genuinely serving God. Seeking his desire. You see, that's me. That's how open I am. I'm not going to keep it. I'll tell you. Somebody just bless me. <laughs> because our blessing comes from him nobody has the power to do anything except the Lord moves them except the Lord moves them and like I was sharing with the brother yesterday many of the people that have blessed me today in ministry are from social media many of them I don't even know I've not met them so let's not say social media is not no it's a ministry it's a calling yesterday I just finished well I just finished the first set of the material on kingdom government it's heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. God gave me another title this morning. I said, no, Lord. Uh, let, let, let's put a stop here. For now, let's just put a stop here. Let me release this one. Because it is heavy. See, you track God. You track his heart. You track his mind. And I love it that way. And when we finish with all this material, I don't sell them. You will never hear me sell my material free of charge. Freely have you received, freely give. But it costs time to think, to write, to put those things down. Who can pay you for that time? Nobody. I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a novice when it comes to issues of business. I don't know. I used to train people on business. And I still do. 
So I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. No, but I'm doing what the Lord will have me do. And I thank God that God will be raising people like this to say, let's be a blessing to the man of God. Yes, that's what we're looking for. I love it when you don't have to ask for it and somebody, you know, responds. Somebody blesses you. I love it that way. That's, that's the way it should be so that you always depend on God. He's our source. He's our source. No man is our source. The day I stop, I stop. I, the day I start looking onto man, the day my ministry start dying, I will never look on man. I've never looked on man for provision. But the Lord has never let me down. He has always been faithful. So thank you once again. We want to thank God for a beautiful, glorious day like this. I wish I can continue, but I've got to begin to wrap up this material that I've been, you know, I've been working on for the past, you know, one month now. Thank you, Father. Thank you. What can we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> I just speak something in my spirit. We are changing the narrative of ministry. We are changing the narrative of ministry. You see, this thing is starting like a flicker of light. Very soon it's going to become a wildfire. You can't, you can't stop it. You cannot stop it. They say, if this thing is of the Lord, you cannot stop it. If it's of man, it will die. It will die a natural death. But if it's of the Lord, you cannot stop it. I just speak it in my spirit. We are changing the narrative of ministry. I hope you understand that ministry is not standing behind the pulpit. It's beyond that. Ministry is how we live life, how we do life, how we reflect and, and represent the day of the Lord. We're changing it. Some will fall by the wayside. Others will connect and realign. And we will train. We'll continue to train. We'll continue to build. We'll continue to empower. And we'll continue to deploy people that will minister to God. Lord, you are our strength. We wait on you. We receive life, newness, grace in this brand new day. We say, Yahweh, you God. No one else, no one else will take your place in our life, in our hearts. We lift your name on high. I thank you, Father, for every man and woman out there who seek to walk on this path of truth. It's not about Isaiah Phillips. If you think it's about me, ah, then you've made a mistake. I'm just a voice of one. And there are many, many out there like me. But when your heart is not ready, you won't meet them. You won't connect with them. But when your heart is ready and connect and align with God, they will be directing you. They say, go to the house of one. Go to the street called Straight. <laughs> You'll find one called Aeneas there. Uh -huh. He will tell you. That's ministry. Heaven will direct you to places, to people that will align you, empower you, endow you, build you. That's, that's ministry. When it's divine, it's God. When it's something that is mechanical, is cooked up, you know, it's not God. Even when you try to keep it, it's not going to work. So may this day lead you to those that will strengthen your hand, that will strengthen your heart. Maybe it's just a smile they will give to you or you will give to them. May it make their day. May it make your day. May your day be full of sunshine. May your day be full of light. May the sun of righteousness 
shine upon you. May God's peace lead you. May his will continue to guide your heart. May you stand tall. May you stand tall. May you walk wise. May you prosper. May you be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm surprised this morning that my phone carried me to this point. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for connecting. Thank you for hearing this weighty word. I thought yesterday's word was weighty. Today is even more weightier. Hallelujah. What a day. What a glorious day we have stepped into. The day of the return of the Lord. God bless you, friends, everyone. I will later, of course, uh, uh, respond to your messages. Thank you for all your likes. God bless you. Please don't forget to check us uh, out on YouTube. You want to check our prayer that we did this morning. It's there waiting for you. God bless you. Enjoy a fruitful and a blessed day. Thank you, everyone. My love and appreciation to all the men of God who've connected with us this morning. Thank you so very much. Uh, I also see uh, uh, the brother I was talking about, you know, about his platform yesterday. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate your connection, your 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 walk. Amen. May God continue to strengthen your heart. May. Thank you, Sister Myrtle. Just saw your face now. Uh, these days, your face seem you seem to be hiding. I don't know what's going on. All right, you're under the radar. All right, but it is well. Love you so much. God bless you. Thank you, my dear sister and Kumisa. Brother Derek, thank you so very much. Sister Dioni, thank you. And of course, Sister Tina, thank you. Everyone, all right, I, I wasn't planning to call. Oh, thank you, sir. How can I forget the apostle himself, my dear friend? Amen. Apostle Godfrey, thank you. Hey, God help me with the name. Thank you, my dear sister. I just forgot your name again, but I'm going to check it and I'm going to really extend my love and appreciation to you. Thank you so much. I just saw your like. Thank you. God bless you for joining this morning. God bless you all, Brad Mervyn. Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, I know normally, you know, um, um, Bishop Wells would join us. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, maybe he's going to connect later. God bless you. I really appreciate your, your, your grace and, and your support. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. May this day continue to lead you further into that realm of discovery. God is doing a new thing. We are just coming out of the ark and we're discovering new paths. We're walking in new realms, new reality. Let's continue to humble ourselves. Let's continue to learn. Let's believe the Lord to help us deal with every dimension of the Laodicean church in our life. We don't want to say we are rich. We have nothing. We, are, we have no need of nothing. No. Jesus said you are wretched. You are poor. You are blind. You are empty. May that not be our portion. Let's continue to seek the Lord. Seek him while amen, he can be found. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.